Cool. So, hey, glad y'all are here. Um, it's this is like reminiscing this this weather of my favorite season in Texas, which is spring, which doesn't really exist up here because it's winter until like late April, and then you have like five kind of days of spring, and then it's like summer. Um, it goes back to winter first, and then it goes to summer. Um, and so this, this weather is like spring weather, so I really love it. Um, but anyways, yeah, my name's Christopher. I, hello, Ian. I'm from Texas, and uh, I moved up here five years ago to do uh, Chi Alpha here at West Virginia, and I've loved it so far. And uh, a little fun fact about me, just to, you know, we're getting to know each other. I'm just talking. Y'all aren't saying anything. Um, but I got engaged this summer, and my fiance. And she's back there raising her hand up. I liked her, so I put a ring on it. Uh, her name's Grace Bowles, and she's awesome. She loves Jesus. She's a ton of fun. She's amazing, and get it? Amazing Grace. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so funny. Uh, but anyways, we're getting married in December. I'm excited to spend the rest of my life with her and go say hi to her. She loves public attention, so um, just uh, make a big deal of it. I'm just kidding. She doesn't. She's an introvert, and she hates attention, so don't look at her. Ever. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, so tonight, um, my laptop just closed. We are going to get into, we are wrapping up our God is series tonight. Um, I know, sad, cry face. Um, and uh, it's been great so far hearing from Sean and Charles and Jeff uh, about um, just like fundamental attributes of God character. Um, so that we can have building blocks to build, um, like to understand God's character better um, off of these like core fundamental aspects of his character. So it's been really cool. And tonight I'm going to wrap it up with God is active. Uh, yeah, so get ready. Um, it's going to be great. And uh, just before we get to like what it looks like for God to be active, in general when I was like, okay, what is it to be active? What do I think of? First thing I thought of was playing soccer because I love playing soccer, and when I get, you know, out on the field, I feel like I'm being, like, active, you know, kicking the ball around, and, you know, just, I'm, like, not sitting on my couch, I'm, like, out about and doing things, um, and so whether it's, like, you know, soccer, or working out, or hanging out with friends, even, or, like, I don't know, going out to eat, or just whatever you do, like, your, your, um, your area of interest, like, what you're into, like, kind of, like, you know, your hobbies, what you really love to do, um, you, that's like, you're like active in those things. So it's not like you have to like, you know, be running a marathon to be considered active. Um, I'm sure only maybe a couple people in here would be active at that point. Um, but it's just like you're active in the things that you're interested in, the things that like, uh, the things that you love to do. Uh, and so one way I think that we can see what people are like into uh, is by Instagram. Duh. And so I put up here a couple uh, of my friend's latest posts. And this first one is Daniel Lopez. So he, this is a 25-year-old man um, wrapped up in a blanket. And he says, I'm 300 months. I love steak with ketchup, edgy memes, and listening to 10-hour loops of Kenobi saying hello there. Um, he... 
Daniel is one of my friends from Texas. Ian and I and a few others are like really good friends with him. Uh, we went to college together. We were in Chi Alpha together. And he's just, he's so funny. He, he's, uh, his hobby, obviously, is making people laugh. He's, he's obviously not doing anything except like trying to make people laugh. Um, so he is actively trying to make people laugh, right? Um, and so the next one, uh, actually, sorry, the question down at the bottom just says, how old, the last one, how long is it acceptable to tell your age in months? <laughs> he's, he's ridiculous. Anyways, I love him a lot. And the next person or people is Stephen and Ashley Mancius. Uh, they are my brother and sister-in-law. Younger, they have those two kids, Judah Luke and Lincoln Asher. Judah is two and a half years old, and Lincoln is, um, he's like six months old, and I love them. They live in Houston, um, and it's really cool. Uh, Ashley does, like, majority of the posting. She, like, has been blogging lately, sharing, like, what she's been thinking about, what she's been learning from the Lord, and it's really cool just to be able to, like, keep up with them because they're in Houston. I don't get to talk to them much. I should call them. I could talk to them then, but it's way easier on Instagram, obviously, um, and so I love you guys, Ashley and Stephen. I want to be in your life. Amen. Um, and I don't know why I said amen. Um, <laughs> praying to my brother. It's weird. Um, but uh, anyway, so they post about their family, you know, like things that Ashley's thinking about. And then the next two pictures, you can see a close-up of my two nephews. There's Lincoln. He's got some, like, they're working on, like, the structure of his, like, skull. So he's got this really cute Astros little cushy thing. And then there is uh, Judah, who is He's he's so cute. He's he's amazing. He's my first nephew, and so he's he's awesome. Um, so those are my nephews and my brother and sister-in-law. And then the next one is uh, <laughs> you were like, what the heck is this? This is a a smoker, a smoke machine, a bee smoker. So uh, Frankie over here, he is amazing. He enlightened us the other day of all of his knowledge of bees. He is a beekeeper. He has a bee farm and a, a what? Apiary. It's not a bee farm. It's an apiary. Duh. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> um, but this is, he is, he is putting this to, like, keep the bees away from, like, hurting him, right? It calms them down. It's like, it's like a, the essential oils for bees, <laughs> right, basically. But anyway, so WVB Box, uh, WV underscore B Box, go follow them or just talk to Frankie. He has all the knowledge about bees. He's amazing. Um, but anyways, you know, just Instagram, you can keep up with people. You can see what people are into, what they love, what they like doing. Um, and so when it comes to God being active, uh, Instagram might feel like a funny like transition between like us being active and God being active, but um, like our main source of like stories and like um, knowledge of interest of other people and what they're doing comes from Instagram or like Snapchat, the internet, stuff like that. And unfortunately, God isn't currently posting the things that he's doing on Instagram. Right? I mean, that'd be pretty cool if God had an Instagram. If you found one, because he's made one, let me know. I'll check it out, and hopefully it's legit. It's probably not, so be careful what you're looking at if you think you found it. Um, but anyways, because God doesn't have something like an Instagram where he's like, posting, you know, consistently about what he's doing, uh, where he's moving, what he's speaking about, then, like, it's pretty easy to question, unless you've had, like, 
a very like tangible moment with God, it's easy to question like if God is even moving, if God even speaks, right? Um, because uh, especially with like, I mean, when you're going through something like a breakup or like Taryn mentioned, you know, her, uh, her struggle this summer with her class uh, or maybe like didn't get into the college that you wanted to go to and your whole like life plan is shifted and you got to figure it out. Um, these like day-to-day things that we're like going through, um, we can pray and we can ask the Lord to do something, but it's, it's not often that like we hear an audible voice that says, hey, I got you, everything's going to be okay, this is what's going to happen. Um, and so because of, you know, the lack of like a lot of times an audible voice from God and the lack of God like, you know, posting daily like what he's doing around the world, like, oh, just shifted this tsunami out of the way of the, you know, this country, like, you know, thumbs up if you, if you like it, you know, like God's not doing those things. And so it's like really easy to think like, God, where are you? Um, and so I think when we ask the question, is God active? A big question where actually, and maybe even a deeper one, is does God care about my life, and is he willing and able to do something about it? Because the opposite of active is passive, and passive also means indifferent and apathetic. And so if that's true about God, if God is passive and indifferent and apathetic, then he's not really someone that I think is worth following. Um, And I think a lot of people think that about God, that he doesn't do anything. He's not ready or willing to move, and he's not able to do anything about my current situation. Um, And so this is kind of like a big question, like, is God active? Like, is matters a lot more than I think I realized before I started preparing this. And so hopefully tonight um, I'm able to show you guys uh, through, like, what the Bible says and just um, some life experience that that God is active, he's moving, um, and like what Taryn was saying, like, he's ready and willing and able uh, to do things for us and in in our lives. Uh, So I'm going to pray real quick, and then we'll get into what the Bible says. Lord, thank you uh, for being with us here tonight. Uh, Thank you for this uh, journey you've taken us on this semester to see more of your character and uh, learn to trust you more and, uh, yeah, just to get to know you more. Lord, would you speak through me, Holy Spirit? Would you fill me up and uh, let my words be yours? And uh, everyone here tonight, I pray that they would be able to see how and why you move um, and what you're doing. In your name we pray. Amen. Sweet. So God doesn't have an Instagram, um, and but in the same way that uh, people post their thoughts, uh, what they're interested in, what they love, what they're doing currently on Instagram, we have the Bible as a documented um, source of who God is and what he's done throughout history. And that's really cool. Um, if you guys aren't reading a Bible uh, and you, like, say, like, if you want to know about God, you need, you need to be reading a, a Bible because that is, like, the main source of how we get to know God, what we see, what he's like, and what he's done throughout history. And when it comes to, like, is God active, um, we believe that God is unchanging, and so his, his character is unchanging. So he's, he's just as loving today as he always has been and always will be. He's just as merciful today as he always has been and always will be. He's just as righteous today and personal today and just as the one true God like we've been learning here on Thursday nights as he has been and always will be. And so what the Bible says about God and what he's done and what he's like will always be true about God. 
And so if you're wondering what God is like today or what he might do today, you should start with the Bible and see what he's done before and see what he's like because that's going to be the best picture for us to learn today. Um, and so, so it's really cool because in the Bible uh, are God's thoughts. And the Bible is things that God has said before and what he's done um, and, and what he's like. And so um, there's a verse um, in the New Testament that I'm going to read in a few minutes, but before I do, I'm just going to like kind of give an overview of the Old Testament, which if you don't know, the Bible split up into two sections, Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament are things that happened before Jesus came to this earth. The New Testament starts with when Jesus came to the earth and then everything after that. Um, and so the Old Testament, this is the story. It's, it's basically three things. Um, God created man to have relationship with him. Man rebelled against God, and then God pursues man time and time again in hopes that that relationship can be restored. Um, that's the Old Testament. Um, God creates man in Genesis one. Or, sorry, God creates the world Genesis and man one through in Genesis one through three. Genesis three, man sins breaks the relationship, Genesis 4 through the last book of the Old Testament is God pursuing man. We didn't last very long <laughs> um, in, in this whole, like, you know, being faithful to God. But if you, the Old Testament is full time and time again, story after story after story of God saying, I love you and I want relationship with you, so I'm going to pursue you and I'm going to fight for this relationship even if you're not being faithful to this. And so if you're doubting whether or not God loves you like tonight or, or if, he's, if he's willing to do something in your life, I really do encourage you to start with the Old Testament. Um, there's tons of stories of how God has done that in other people's lives, and I believe that he's going to do the similar things in your life today. And so with this pattern, with this kind of like overview of God's story with man in the Old Testament, uh, we, have, we come to the New Testament where Jesus is sent to the world um, to make a way for us to have a relationship with God. And so the verse I'm going to read is a pretty well-known one, and it's John 3.16. And it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I'll read it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So without going into um, a ton of um, like things that you would kind of like need to know a lot of the Old Testament um, in order to like understand um, put simply, what this verse is saying is that because man is unable to successfully restore his relationship with God on his own, God had to send Jesus in order to make a way for that to happen. Um, and so it's really crazy. When I was reading this earlier and throughout this week, it was, it was awesome because when I was thinking about what people post on Instagram and what people talk about most and what people fill their time with and how like Instagram is like a storyline 
and it's evidence of what people love to do. The Bible, full of stories about his pursuit of man, makes me believe that God's main interest, what he loves most, after himself, because he's God, so he's got to love himself most, is man, is me and you. God so loved the world. A few years ago, someone was talking about this verse, and they pointed out that word so. And it is so impactful when you think about so impactful. <laughs> um, when you say, for God so loved the world, does anyone here so love something or someone? Okay, Alec, Taryn, a few people. Like, I love pizza, right? But obviously, me talking about my nephews, I so love my nephews, and I so love my brother and his wife. There's a difference in my love for pizza. Actually, I don't know oh, I said pizza. I don't even love pizza. <laughs> I, I love Chipotle. Hey, Chipotle is a good one. I, I, Chipotle is amazing. It's healthy. You get a lot of food for like 747 or something like that. Get a water. It's healthy. Oh, it's so good. Um, but I love Chipotle, but I so love my brother and sister-in-law and their two sons. Um, and in the same way, if you think about your life, the things that you, you know, love or like to do, and then the people or the things that you so love, there's like a definite difference between, you know, our common use of the word love and then so loving something. And so when John 3.16, when it says here that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, what he's saying is, I am crazy about man. I'm crazy about the people that I have created, and I so want relationship with them that even though they've turned their back on me time and time again, I'm going to send my only son in order to make a way for that relationship that, was, that they broke restored and, and possible again for eternity. Um, and so this is crazy. And so the, the reason I'm talking about all of this is because um, when a lot of times I think when we look for where God is active, uh, we might be looking, um, it, it might be, our focus might be a little bit off uh, because what people post most about or talk most about or spend most of their time doing, those are the things that they love most. And so that's where we can expect to see the majority of their activity. And so the same thing is true with God because God loves people above a lot of these other peripheral things in our lives, that's going to be where the majority of his activity is in, in the reconciliation between man and God. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, and so I'm not saying that your grades um, or your relationship status aren't important to God. Um, what I'm saying is that what God values most is that we are right with him. And when those things come under, like submission to God being our Lord, then that has the effect for God to like use those things to help us look more like Jesus and for us to trust him more with them. Um, and so this is, a, this is pretty crazy stuff. Um, and, and I think uh, when we think about Jesus having died on the cross um, and, and you like look forward towards our life today, 
Um, Jesus gave his life 2,000 years ago, but that still affects us today. Jesus' life, when he, when he died on the cross, that was, like, that was like the one and done deal for like when you believe in Jesus, even today, you can have relationship with God again. And so, um, so there's like two things I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, one was um, God's immense love for us and how that affects the majority of his activity, including Jesus' dying on the cross. Um, but then the second thing I wanted to talk about was, um, and, and these are both two related, they're, they're both involved with like God's reconciliation of us to God. The second thing actually happened um, after Jesus died. So he, he died, and then he was raised to life again, and then he goes back to heaven to be with the Lord. Um, and so what happened at that point was, um, it wasn't like Jesus just said, peace out, you guys are on your own now. Uh, what he did was he sent someone um, who was called the Holy Spirit. Um, and this is what John 15, 26 says about the Holy Spirit. Maybe? There it is. Oh, John 15, 6. Next one. There we go. When the advocate, this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. When the advocate, the advocate comes, which means helper, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Um, so the Bible teaches that um, God has three persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament, you see a lot of, of the Father moving. He's pursuing man. He gives himself entirely to mankind in efforts to, to restore that relationship. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, first four books of the New Testament, Jesus comes down, God gives Jesus entirely to man in order to restore that relationship. And then when Jesus goes back up to heaven, he sends the Holy Spirit, giving the Holy Spirit to believers entirely so that we can know him, live and walk like Jesus did, growing in godly character, and then um, he will empower us. Uh, he helps us basically like um, tell other people about Jesus. And so what this verse is saying um, is that uh, when Jesus went up to heaven, he didn't leave us by, by, us, by ourselves. Um, and, and that's really cool. Uh, he, um, he didn't just say, you're on your own. Hey, you got this. Uh, hey, um, I'll be back, you know, in a few thousand years. Uh, make, try and make it till then on your own. Uh, he said, I'm going to send a helper who will um, point you to the Father as well as um, help you uh, tell others about me. And so I want to make this really simple. Um, when understanding the Holy Spirit, um, just at the base of who he is and what he does, um, the Holy Spirit is God, and he always points to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is God, and he always points to Jesus. Um, if you're wondering, um, just different passages, maybe you've never heard of the Holy Spirit before, you've heard different things about him, um, I want to point you guys to two portions of Scripture. Uh, they are John f chapters 14 through 16, and then Acts chapter 1 through 2. Um, and I encourage you guys just to read, um, read those few chapters 
over a few times. Um, and then, like, ask your small group leader about them. Uh, ask someone on staff. Um, because the Holy Spirit uh, is kind of like the forgotten person of the Trinity, uh, the one who, like, gets stepped on all the time. Um, and I think really just he's, like, largely misunderstood. Um, but the Holy Spirit is, like, the Holy Spirit is God in action in our lives today. Um, and the reason the Holy Spirit is important to us today is because, you know, we read the Bible, we have documented things of everything that the Lord has done in and through people. But then when God sent the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was sent to continue Jesus' work on earth through us. And that's crazy. Um, if you're looking for where God is moving you may want to just ask God for him to move through you in someone else's life. Because like we saw through the Bible, God's main concern is our reconciliation to him and other people's reconciliation to God. And when we have the Holy Spirit helping us and when God is moving in and through us, we get to participate in God's main desire which is other people being reconciled to him. And that's really awesome. God wants to cooperate with me and you in order for other people to be saved, in order for other people to have the chance to be reconciled to God for eternity. And so um, I know we just did a Bible overview, and that might have been a lot for you guys. Um, but just put simply, like the... The main, the main thing I want you guys to walk away tonight with is just that, like, you know, like, there's, I don't know, I was thinking about this song the other day. Have y'all heard the song Unwritten by someone? Yeah, Natasha Bedingfield. So me and someone else, uh, Bryce, he's not here tonight. We listened to it when I picked him up for small group last night. And, uh, you know, the, the chorus, uh, I won't sing it, um, but I'm sorry, no. Santa at the blank page before you, and the window. I don't know, but anyways, uh, it says, "Feel the rain on your skin." Uh, something, something to open. Uh, anyways, it just says, um, uh, "The rest is still unwritten," right? Um, and there's a there's a verse actually at the very end of the book of John that says, "And if all the things that Jesus had done were written down, the whole world wouldn't be able to contain the books that those things were written down in." And so what I want you guys to be encouraged in and understand today is that um, there's parts of God's story reconciling man to himself that are unwritten because God wants to use us in reconciling other people to himself. Um, and band, you guys can uh, go ahead and come back up. I'm almost done. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, just think like, Tomorrow, I might post something on Instagram, and that's like what I'm doing today, or tomorrow. That's, that's like what, would be what I was doing at that moment, right? So if God did have an Instagram, and if we were hanging out with him, what would he be posting? If God's main desire, and it is, would, is that man would be reconciled to him, would he be posting? Would you be in a post about that? Would you be like basically helping the Lord write other people's stories about how they met Jesus? 
I think that is like maybe a lot for some of you guys, um, especially like if you're not even a Christian. Um, and, and if you've like never really like led someone to Jesus or if you've never even talked to someone about the Lord and your faith, um, I want to encourage you guys uh, to do um, one of two things, um, depending on what your relationship is with God. Um, I want you guys to know something, um, is that what God does in you, he wants to do through you. Um, what God does in you, he wants to do through you. God really loves you. He sent his son to die on the cross for your sins so that you could have relationship with him. There's an act that God wants to do in you first. And those things are important. Those are your personal experiences with God and us growing in a relationship with the Lord. Um, and if you're not saved, uh, you're not a Christian, you don't believe um, that, that Jesus is our Savior, um, I want to encourage you guys uh, just to, in the same way that like, if I don't see my brother post something today, I have an opportunity to actually call him up and see how he's doing. Um, and so if you're doubting God's activity today in your life, um, I encourage you just try talking to God. Um, it might feel weird if you're not a Christian because you don't know if he's actually there. And even if you are a Christian, you don't know maybe if he's listening. Um, the Bible talks about how God listens Seems like uh, the Lord answered Terrence's prayer as well. Um, I believe he does, and I believe that if you talk to him, uh, then he will be listening, and, and you'll give him an opportunity to move in your life. So reach out to him. Um, and then the second thing is, um, is to ask God, um, especially uh, tonight if you're a Christian, ask God how he wants to use you. Um, because, uh, yeah, we, we really are like, um, from, from the beginning of uh, God's desire to reconcile us towards man, he has been using people, his people, uh, to bring other people into his kingdom. Um, and so, so yeah, uh, just one of two responses tonight is encouraging you guys to talk to the Lord uh, because he's alive and he's, and he's able to do things. Um, and, and, if, uh, and also to just, yeah, to ask him uh, how he wants to use you. Um, and so I'm going to pray real quick, and we're going to worship. Um, and as we're praying, I don't know, just this was something I was thinking about as I was preparing for this sermon, was uh, I think it's really easy to, like, uh, like not have our prayers, like, past the ceiling. Um, and it's like a metaphorical way of, like, not knowing if you're, like, actually talking to God. Um, and I don't know, just, like, like, we serve a risen king, uh, not a dead man on a stick, right? Jesus was raised from the, from the dead, and he's alive today. And, and, he's, and he's, he's aware of what's going on today, and he's, he's alive, he's present, he's active. Um, and, and so, like, when we pray tonight, and, like, just during worship, as we're singing to the Lord, if you continue to pray to him, or when you go home tonight and pray, like, try and, like, really make an effort to, like, I am praying to God, and he is actually listening. Um, because it, it really does change when you're talking to someone rather than just like, well, I guess I'm just kind of talking. Um, and so, so, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like sharing that because uh, it's, it's like, yeah, it changes, it changes a lot. And God's alive, so we should talk to him like he is. Um, but I'm going to pray real quick, and we're going to worship, and we'll get out of here. Lord, thank you for um, your word. 
Thank you that you um, have moved in history and that you really do love us and that you are concerned with our lives and us looking like Jesus in character above all else, God, and us spending eternity with you, God. Thank you, God, that you have pursued us and that you have fought time and time and time again for us and, and millions and billions of other people, God, to know you, Jesus. God, if we just knew every single person's story and what you have spoken to them and what you've done in their life, God, I, I feel like it'd be very difficult to doubt that you are active, Jesus. So, Lord, would you remind us of the ways that you've moved and spoken to us in our lives, God? Would you um, just give us opportunities to talk to other people about what you've done in their lives, God? And, and would you um, give us a willing heart um, to allow you to move in and through our lives as well? Uh, God, we, um, I love you, Lord, and um, I'm just so grateful that uh, you're here with us tonight. And uh, Holy Spirit, would you join us? Um, would, you, uh, would you move among us? And uh, yeah, just point us to Jesus and help him see him rightly. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.